0: Good Monday morning, everybody. We're back alive, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 31st. It's almost over. Episode 2508 brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse world. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome
0: to Horses in the Morning. That's right. We are back. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today, but I did want to mention for live listeners that we've had 11 inches of rain in the last three days, and it is pouring and thundering and lightning right now. And if we lose power and we disappear, that's why. So that's also a warning for you, Jamie, if I disappear,
1: that's Uh why. You know, we had, we got a little bit of rain this morning, so now my super brown pasture is only going to be kind of brown. Oh,
0: well, your your pasture would be bright green if you were in Florida. It's <laughs> just yeah. been pouring. Uh, today on the show, we have USDF gold medal dressage rider Kim McGrath, who's our Equiderma rider highlight for today. We're going to chat with her a little bit. Also, uh, I have to talk to Jamie about something. Uh, a lot of things happened while we were gone on our break. And we also, apparently, a lot of people had equestrian first world problems while we were on our break I'm, as well. I'm still
1: sorting through them. There's so many There's problems like our, our there. people have. I yeah. know. They
0: have problems. We disappear for a week and look what happens. The whole world falls apart.
1: Uh, that's what I told them. I said, I'm, you've had plenty of time for your horses to betray you. So let's hear it.
0: Now, we're not going to hide the lead this time. Sometimes we do that to keep people uh, listening for a little longer. Longer. And the lead is something that happened, I think, right after our 2,500th episode. You posted this. What did you get in the mail? Oh, my God. Did you know I it was just, coming first? Tell me that. N-
1: I had no idea. I D- Debbie Laux, Monty Roberts' daughter, told me, be looking for something in the mail. And I'm like, I look for something in the mail every day. And two <laughs> days later, I get a, a piece of mail, and it says royal mail there's a stamp on it that says royal mail and i look in the back and it's the um post office in buckingham palace what
0: (laughs) you don't get that every day
1: no no you do not and uh yeah you can tell everybody what it was because so uh, you got
0: a letter from the queen i did oh my god girl so this was in recognition of the work you've been doing for monty
1: yeah. So, um, between the training, the retraining, the off the track thoroughbreds, which I'm really proud of, I have my 30th one here today, um, for, for the rescue horse and hound rescue, um, been able to work with them and help rehome of the 30, 28 have homes. And one is
0: still here cause I'm fostering him.
1: <laughs> so, and the 30th is I don't know. He's you know, here. for you to uh-huh. only
0: flunk with one out of 30, you're pretty good.
1: I'm just fostering him because he's hard to understand. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <He's, you laughs> and by flunking everybody, I don't mean that she's failed in training, that she keeps the. he's you know,
1: He was know. really abused. So, so, yes, yeah, so I got a letter for that and for the. Um, Signed force- by the queen herself. Yeah. For the horse sense and healing going up to California, you know, about four times a year and working with veterans and first responders and, and her majesty is very much, you know, uh, I didn't say a fan. She's just very supportive of help. I mean, she's such an amazing woman. You guys like the, the love she has for animals and for people, it's just un real. I mean and 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 the dedication that she has to to making the world a better place along with Monty. The te- that's a team that just is going to get stuff done. But yeah, I got this letter signed from the queen and there's a letter that Monty wrote alongside it and it was apparently supposed to be handed to me by her majesty at the palace and um due to yeah, covid you were
0: supposed to go to Buckingham Palace for this. You didn't know that part either, did you?
1: Oh! <laughs> i didn't i didn't know any in- this. Well, I that think really it, sucks. I, I, think everybody else knew, but Debbie likes to mess with me, um, and send it. Like everybody in Europe got theirs. I was seeing my friends posting these amazing letters from the Queen. I'm like, "Way to go, good job!" I had no idea that I would be one of the ones to get one, um, and yeah. So, and this is only the second
0: time in history that she's done this. Apparently, she did eight horsemen. Monty was one of them in 2012, and Debbie just posted p- recently pictures of when. They went to get their, you know, to get the letter from the queen. I am so sad that you didn't get to do that.
1: Uh, well, they might reschedule it for next year. Fingers crossed. So it would be really, really cool. So basically, she just wanted to You'll give have to everybody buy a dress and stuff. Uh, oh, oh, dude, <laughs> I got the letter, and then the accompanying letter. I didn't sleep all night. I was like, oh my god, what do I wear? How do you be Do I just give her a good old bear hug? I mean, like, what do you do? You know, just how do you, how do you behave around? Oh, they would
0: help you with that. I think
1: her majesty. I mean, <laughs> gosh, I just, I don't even know. I don't even know what that's like. I can't even believe what it's what's like. He, and, and I got to tell you, my, my dad was like, I'm so proud of you. And I got to tell you, cause I know my mom's not listening. My mother's reaction, like my mother's reaction to when I had a child, like a year in, she's like, I just got to tell you, I can't believe that you're actually a good mother. <laughs> like, that was the, my mom's compliment of my parenting. Yeah, but so I then, think
0: everybody thinks that about a woman that has a their first baby at 40.
1: Well, listen here. The next thing was, um, I'm on the phone with her, and I'm like, hey, did you see that I got that? She's like, oh, yeah, congratulations. Well, I was like, you could have called. I mean, like, geez. And she's like, you know what? I mean, Aubrey, Everybody like, I. Everybody gets letters
0: from the Queen, Jamie. What's wrong right? with you?
1: She's like, I am so <laughs> proud of you. I'm so proud of you. She's going on, and she's like, I got to tell you, of all the people in the world, <laughs> I never thought that you would be one to get a letter. <laughs> and I'm assuming she meant that as a compliment, but I I, I,
0: I... I was really disappointed, though, that your letter didn't say anything about being the best co-host on the most popular podcast in the world, too. Well, here's roses.
1: the thing, Glenn, <laughs> is that I have to write a thank you letter the next day. Okay? Oh, you actually and get to th-
0: send her a thank you letter?
1: I sent a thank you letter to, to Monty, and he packaged up everybody's letters and sent them... And that way
0: they're guaranteed to get through the... Uh, Myriad of yeah.
1: Well, uh, so De- I'm like, I- I, Debbie. What do I say? And she's like, everybody's writing them to to Monty. And I was like, well, I'm gonna write one to the to both of them. Have you ever sat down and penned <laughs> a letter to the bloody Queen of England? No, you have. Did you, you, did have you write, "Hey,
0: Queen"? Was that the opener?
1: yo what's up uh, yeah <laughs> no i mean i had to write a letter and i was like i don't even know how to address it and so i sent debbie one and i was like no it's not good enough i sent her another one i was like no i need to do it again and so she said I, she says, she's like how many letters do you want me to send which one are you finally done and i was like i'm sorry i've never penned a letter to the queen of england jeez louise was it
0: like 12 pages or did you keep it short
1: no i kept it short do you want me to read it to you yeah sure yeah okay
3: <clears throat> Dear- I'll,
1: I'll
0: make believe i'm the queen okay
1: Dear Your Majesty and Monty, I just want to send a heartfelt thank you for recognizing me for the work I am doing with Monty's Concepts. I am so proud to be a part of a global movement to remove violence from horse training, and I am proud every day to broadcast and educate those listening to my. Oh, you got it in good. How job. we can be better for our horses and humans around us? Well, that was another reason because I do this and I I talk about Have it. We all want the that time.
0: damn interview with her. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah. Hold tight. I said, I'm so honored to be a part of horse sense and healing. And as a military wife, I understand just how important of a responsibility
0: it is. Oh, You got that into boy, you're, you're hitting them all here.
1: Hey, it took, I mean, a lot. (laughs) You got to kiss a lot of frogs before you finally find your prince, you know, learning from you, Monty has changed my life in so many ways. I am a better educator for the horse, a better mother to my son and a better wife to my husband without the tireless efforts of Monty Roberts. The world would look a lot different. Thank you or all that both of you do, Jamie Jennings.
0: Wow, well written. Thank
1: you. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if she's going to get it or not, but I if sent Monty it. Monty sent it,
0: there's a chance it'll get through the screeners.
1: I guess. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, what does one do when they're faced with a letter from the Queen of England? There's, <laughs> there's no I assume manual. that's getting
0: framed in a really nice gold frame and hung up.
1: I think as ornate as I can possibly make it. <laughs>
0: It needs to like have her seal at the top or something.
1: Oh, you know what? I'll work on that. Okay. I think, I think I've, she's done enough. <laughs> I think she's done enough, but there's a lot of cool people that also, um, yeah. Do seen. you know
0: any of these other people that were what, but uh, 12 or so? 17, maybe? 17. Were 17.
1: Um, let's see. I know that Denise Heinlein is, she's been on our show before. Oh, she yeah. was my first instructor. She's from Germany and she's amazing. Um I know so many of these names, but don't personally know them. But I do personally There's know a Jerry. Carolyn
0: Jennings, that you, not no relation.
1: She's an Australian certified instructor. No relation. <laughs> Got it. Uh Jerry Sparby is if a man has ever walked around with a halo, it is this man. He does all of the he go comes to every one of the horse sense and healing, every one of the lead up, which is where we work with them at risk youth. And he's just the most cathartic person you've ever, you sit next to him and you just feel better. Um, Joanna Lowe's is a Monty's personal, uh, assistant, but also a certified instructor. And she does a lot of work. Kelly Marks is, a, a, a another instructor in England. Miguel Lupiano is an instructor from Brazil. And he, uh, started working with young Brazilian kids to, um, to get violence off the streets. And, and, and he's really changed the way things are in Brazil. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like way better than me <laughs> that got this, um, Simon, uh, uh, Mario de Unionville, he is a South African uh, instructor. And Marty Irby, of course, we know from, he is the anti soaring guy. So.
0: He's yeah, been on the shows many times.
1: Yeah. So just so, I mean, I'm in a, I can't believe my name is among all of these incredible people, but I'm so proud. And it, it is, a, and she did it to inspire, and it's definitely inspirational. I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part well, of it.
0: Congratulations, my friend. You deserve it. Thank you. It. you Thanks. It. It's crazy. You deserve it. All right, well, let's get on with the show. Uh, we can't talk about the Queen the whole episode. I'm done. Well, <laughs> birthdays. You know how I get in trouble for missing birthdays sometimes, uh, yeah, because all the time we have time off and uh guess what Facebook did. Have you gotten a new Facebook yet? No, oh, the new Facebook is absolutely interesting. you're gonna love it, just like Jennifer did swearing over there about the new Facebook, and what they one of the things they did was uh took away my ability to look at past birthdays, so I oh my
1: God, you're dead I'm meat. dead. <laughs>
0: So everybody that had a birthday in the last 10 days when we were off, happy birthday to you. We really appreciate you listening and auditor Rebecca Hodgetts. It's also her birthday. And I know that because I will be able to tell whose birthday is today, yesterday and the next day. And that's it now that they've changed Facebook. So there you go. And also thank you to the 20, uh, the 2500 episode participants, everybody that called, we had a lot of calls that day and everybody that sent voicemails and all the listeners. We really appreciate that. Also, we want to welcome new auditors, Kara Trimble, Jordan Gray, Jess Shannon, Lindsay Reynolds, Angie C. Hafer, Molly Reeves and Kelly Old. There's a whole bunch of them. Thank you so much for joining the auditor group. If you haven't uh, joined the Facebook page, just search for HRN Auditors and ask to join there. Also, thanks to Lily Harmon for increasing her pledge. So I think a lot of people heard the 2,500 episode, all the auditors calling in, and then they joined. So thank you to all of them. Uh, we really appreciate you being here and you supporting the cause.
1: So I went to Atlanta over the weekend. So I wanted to give uh, my daily Winnie to my dear, sweet brother who allowed me to stay at his house. Lucas went to hang out with grandpa for the weekend. So I, you know, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to do nothing. I do things all the time. I would like to sit on your couch, watch Netflix and drink. And that is what I did. <laughs> For the weekend. And, you know, uh, I I would be remiss if I did not mention Black Panther, um, Chadwick Boseman, and it really shook up our night because he's a very important person to my son. So it was kind of uh, distressing to tell him about the passing. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday. Um, But also, uh, you know, just the the. Do you remember Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Glenn?
0: Yeah, though, no, you did a review on this, and everybody's been so looking for it. It's been like twenty-five years or something since the yeah, last so one. And there's a the, re- they were supposed
1: or... to write a so- the song in that first one. They were supposed to write a song. It's going to be the greatest song that was going to unite the world. That's right, right. Yes. And it's twenty-five years later, and they still haven't done it. And so <laughs> the concept is fantastic. Oh my god my brother and I, my brother would watch anything. He's a movie guy. And, and I both like halfway through it, we paused it. And he's like, this is really bad. I'm like, dude, I wasn't going to say it but this is it was
0: painfully
1: bad. I it's I still think everybody's watching is just brilliant. they
0: didn't seem into it or what. It's
1: insane. I almost feel like Keanu Reeves cuz I had watched what's the one where he's this super spy like yeah, killer yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that one the night before. It was like a Keanu weekend drinking on the couch with my brother and um I watched John Wick. I watched that. And then you watch this and he, uh, it's like he was embarrassed. My brother said that he thinks that The other guy hadn't worked in 25 years and he's friends with him. And he's like, Keanu Reeves is the nicest man on the planet apparently. And, um, that he was like, sure, I'll do it for you. That's what he thinks. (laughs) I, I I can't at one point there's a a robot and it is. It's, it's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. I got to tell you, I'm so, I was, i was devastated by by the fact that i was like after that i was like we need to watch john wick again because i need to cleanse <laughs> from this and you know me i can't watch violent movies where everybody gets killed and i was like just turn it on again <laughs> god it was so bad it was amazing Whew.
0: so that bad huh
1: i like there's a so robot don't watch it that's sent to kill them because maybe they think that will save the world because at some point the like earth is getting shook off its axis and the robot ends up having, um, like an existential crisis and like needs to sit down and talk to a therapist in the,
0: it's ridiculous. Oh my God. (laughs) It's amazing. I was trying to find what the, uh, rotten tomatoes rating is on it, but I can't even find that right now.
1: That's because they're like, it's not a movie. It's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not a movie.
0: If you don't like it that bad, I'm not even I'm not even oh. going there. No.
1: You you know what? It's so dumb. You'd probably like I'd it. I'd probably
0: like it. Was there a we, laugh track? No laugh tracks <laughs> I remember you on. I only do that in movies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go. You have a guest coming up, and I don't know what this is about at all.
1: I have a surprise guest. I'm going to drop the bomb, drop the mic on you, Glenn. I have right, a surprise yeah. guest. I want you to call her right now. All right. I'm
0: calling her right now. She knows we're calling. Well, that's good. <laughs> this always helps. Now, yeah, I know nothing about this, everybody, so I take no responsibility for what's about to happen.
1: I'm like, call this number at 920, Glenn. Do it.
0: I hate when she does this too. Oh. By the way,
1: hello, it's
2: Kristen. <laughs> it is Kristen. Hello.
1: We finally actually talk on the phone. We've been just messaging back and forth. Kristen, you are a surprise guest. Glenn knows nothing. about I have no idea why, why you're, you're here, on.
0: Kristen. No idea.
1: Uh, Surprise. Well, let's first thank Kristen for being a fantastic auditor of uh, Horses in the Morning and um, oh. all of the Horse Radio Network. So thank you for being an auditor. I'm sure her name sounds familiar, Kristen yeah, McFarland. Yeah, yeah. Kristen, why am I having you on
2: the show today? Um, because uh, I bought Baby Zara. What?
0: Yay! Really?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, for, for, for new listeners,
0: uh, Jamie, just tell everybody who Baby Zara is.
1: Baby Zara is a foal that I bred and um, raised, and uh, three and a half years ago she was born, and basically born on the air. I yeah, she's I, one I of the babies the we've had off.
0: here in the show.
1: <laughs> yes, one of the one of the many babies, and and baby Zara was supposed to be a black colt, and she came out of chestnut filly. And um, but my promise to Zara was that I would raise you and and train you and get you started in a nonviolent way. And then find somebody who would love you and take care of you. And I, I, I found
0: her. Well, now, I Kristen, I have to ask count. you: Did you do this out of pity because she was begging on the air for somebody to I buy was this not. horse? You were begging. You were on your hands and knees pleading. You know, pleading. every time
2: she mentioned that auction, I got terrified on behalf of <laughs> <laughs> four <poor> babies.
0: <laughs> so you did do it out of pity. That's right. Oh no, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what are well, you going to do with this little kind of,
0: three-year-old?
2: Um, hopefully, uh, dressage to start with, obviously it's going to be, this is a long process because she's so young and my mare still, she, she's an older lady, but she's got a few years left in her, but, um, maybe some eventing, some little, little, little weenie eventing because, uh, I'm a wook, maybe some dressage, maybe just hacking around the pasture. I don't know. I'm being fancy together. Like, uh, we, <laughs> we can do
0: that. <laughs> have yeah. You, so has she, have so you the- gone see
2: her? No, no. <laughs> I'm doing all the things you shouldn't do. Yeah, or, you know, all the buying, things we say not to do, she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well,
1: I've sent her a billion videos of all the different yeah. ways that you know, like I, here's how you bridle her. I've taught her to come to the mounting block. I by the way, I've not slept in two days, Kristen, because I'm like, I need to teach her so much more I need to before because <laughs> Baby are leaves tomorrow night to come to your house yeah. and she will be at your house Wednesday morning. It's crazy. Where do
0: you live, Kristen? I her- know.
2: I live in Bloomington, Indiana.
0: Okay, so Baby Zara has a little road trip ahead.
2: Yeah, twelve twelve hours in the trailer. That's a pretty oh, big trip.
0: Yeah. Could is be it, worse. Is she going professional?
2: Go uh yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> we had we had kind of a, an adventure with shippers, but I think I think it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it
1: turns out there's not a big market from Norman, Oklahoma to Bloomington, Indiana. No, really. <laughs> It's weird. There's,
2: it's frustrating. <laughs> I live like less than three hours from Lexington, an hour and a half from Louisville. Like, it shouldn't be this difficult, but apparently it is.
1: Yeah. So we finally found somebody we both agreed on with the uh, knowledge that if this person shows up to pick her up and I'm sketched out at all, I'll just tell her to move on.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Jamie, <laughs> can I recommend looking under the floorboards? Because remember that story I told about the horse we had shipped from Pennsylvania to North Carolina?
1: I don't want to hear your I everybody
2: said about Oh yeah this story. is this is scary.
0: <laughs> and then the uh they they all got arrested. They got, the police busted the place and the shipping company because they were hauling drugs under the floorboards.
1: Oh God. I was so <laughs> hoping you weren't gonna say the floor fell out. Thank, so. thank you, Glenn. I was yeah, already gonna have a couple of sleepers. You're welcome. Nights hey, you this.
0: can get a bonus while you get there. Just ask in the right way and you probably get a bonus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not sleep last night because I'm so nervous about the shipping and how it's gonna go. But uh, Kristen, the reason that I I, I say chose, uh, you know, she she was interested and we we had a lot of conversations, but you know, she is a young Philly. She's probably had, you know, 30 rides on her. And it's a really green filly, you know, but Kristen, tell
2: tell her where, t- tell everybody where Zara is going to go. She is going to a friend of mine um, who has a very nice barn that I wish I kept my mare at normally, but he's he doesn't event at all. But he, he starts young horses and um, kind of refreshes horses that have issues. And he's also doing some sort of remedial lessons with me because I've had a lot of trainer problems over the last few years. So already he's making me feel really safe and confident. And I feel really good about putting Zara under his direction. So he's going to kind of bring us along together because I haven't started a horse before. This is going to be a new adventure for me. So, uh, he's, he's going to hold, hold her, uh, in
1: my hand together <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute yeah so basically he'll ride her a couple times a week and all of her rides will be um supervised by your trainer which that's is the fantastic perfect way
0: to do it that's perfect it, it.
1: really yeah. is it really is and and what's gonna happen is this bond that you guys are gonna have together is just incredible uh seeing that you guys are doing this together and you're in really good hands with a great trainer that's gonna that's gonna hold your hand all the way through you know like there's like a dressage rider who hasn't ridden a bunch of babies would go, okay, put your leg back and ask for the canner. Whereas if you've started babies, you kind of trot them into the canner, you know, like it's just, you don't demand from a baby. You put them in the best situation to answer the question that you're asking. And somebody like him really understands that, um, which is, which is great. So I'm, I'm really thrilled. I'm, I mean, I am nervous and I'm, I'm sad and I'm happy and I'm, thrilled that she's going to you i i but it's like sending my little baby off but i'm, I'm again, i again i just i'm really excited for you and your husband cuz you're going to get a really really nice little filly
2: oh i'm super excited i'm also nervous cuz i'm like what if i break her <laughs> and uh, i know i'm i <laughs> I'm not gonna permanently damage a horse. Like I'm not that kind yeah, of Yeah, because you're but, not buying you know. her from
0: somebody who's on the air every day and we'll talk about it. So Oh no, no yeah. No. She's
2: not a Facebook friend and won't witness no, like if I yeah. take a tumble. Yeah, I would I oh would unfriend gosh. her quick.
0: I would unfriend Jamie no quick. Way, dude.
2: <laughs> no, if you break her,
1: again, the the good thing about having a very well bred mare is <laughs> she has other other redeeming qualities, you know what I mean? So uh, if you yeah. do do, do that. So it, it's just it's all. How part big of is she, Jamie? Horses. She just hit sixteen hands. Oh, that's super. so. Is that a good yeah, size this for this you? This is gonna Kristen? be hilarious
2: because I ride it. I ride a, I ride a 13-2 pony right now. <laughs> so this is gonna be a little bit of a shock.
0: Oh my god, that's like riding scooter. Uh, a little bigger than scooter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm. I. I think I'm actually shorter than Jamie. So uh, I'm a. I'm a scrap of humanity.
0: But I think okay. a scrap of humanity. I've never heard that before. <laughs> So funny. Kristen, you are the perfect one to own this horse. You really are. The per- now, we so. need Thank to have you. you back as your training progresses. Let's follow along, okay?
2: Definitely.
0: All right, let's do that. I, 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 think I mean, be I'll, I'll
2: be sure to only report the good. Things, yeah, if it, like, only. Yeah, you know.
0: for Jamie's sake, please only tell us the good stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm a nervous wreck, man. I'm a nervous wreck. Oh, that me I, too. i I think we're we're doing this together. We're doing it as a team, and I think it's going to work out great for you. So, uh, congratulations. Now are we. Now yeah. you can post first world problems because. Uh, do you have oh, an yeah. equestrian first world problem? That you want?
0: Oh, to I share?
2: do. So none of my my pony is dark bay. So none of my saddle pads are going to look look good on a chestnut mare. So no, uh, I have all ordered all this new colored stuff, and none of it's arrived yet. Uh, <laughs> the horse is going to get there
0: before. Well, the drug no? dealer delivering the horse will be there tomorrow. So you're. Ready. Oh, thank
2: you. Yes. I, well, I can you know enjoy some drugs while I wait. For
0: there you go. <laughs> thank you, Kristen. This is exciting news. I didn't know about this. I'm very thank excited, you guys. What a good way to start Monday. Yay. Thanks, Kristen.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, girls. Talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you guys Bye. later.
0: That's very exciting, Jamie. You got all kinds of excitement here this morning.
1: I know. I was, it was just, it worked out perfectly. And of course, it happened while we were on break, but we didn't, neither one of us really wanted to talk about it until we had, I think, a shipping date. And, uh, you know, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I've got all her Coggins and Health Cert. And I'm, just laughing. talking to Kristen, I think
0: you're going to be fine. She's going to take very good care of that, uh, that mare.
1: It just worked out really well with her moving to, you know, like some people want a 17 hand warm blood and she's not, she's 16 hands. And all of a sudden that's really big for Kristen, you know, so (laughs) it just worked out. (laughs) There's a horse for every person and a person for every horse, you know?
0: Well, there's also sponsors for every show. Why don't you tell us about our sponsor today? And then we're
1: going to go to our first
0: guest or second guest.
1: (laughs) millions of Americans do the same thing every January, sign up for the gym and resolve to get fit. And by this time of year, let's be honest, most people have thrown in the towel. So luckily it's months ago. (laughs) I was going to say, like this time of year, like February. Luckily, it's much easier to pump up the performance of your horse. You see, in every cell, your horse relies on glucose to fuel its function and growth. Feeding your horse chromium helps optimize the use of glucose. So your horse has more energy for body upkeep, health, and performance, ultimately resulting in improved overall well being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Give your horse the only FDA reviewed source of chromium on the market today Chemtrace Chromium from Chemtrace. And ask for it by name, otherwise, you might not get what you pay for. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at chemin.com/slash chromium EQ.
0: All right, very good. Well, our Equiderma guest of the week. Equiderma has been helping us find some terrific guests, and we really appreciate that. Today we have uh, United States Dressage Federation gold medalist Kim McGrath on. She's out of California. Her specialty is producing young horses through the Grand Prix. This includes Winslow, who she purchased as a three-year-old and has competed in the CDI Grand Prix for five years. She's a lot of fun, and we're going to get her on right now to have a chat. I want to know first, what she in the fire area because uh, she's in Redland Hills. But, I mean, it seemed like the whole state was on fire, so I don't know if she was in there. Hello, hello, Kim. This is Glenn and Jamie. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are on the air. First of all, okay. you live in Redland Hills. Are, are you near the fires? Did you have the issue? or?
4: No, I'm in Southern California, so okay. we are nowhere close. Good.
0: Good. Yeah. Anyway, I was yeah. thinking about that. I was thinking because the way the news reports that the entire state's on fire and there isn't a part that isn't yet. Right. You know? so <laughs> right.
4: Well, sometimes that's true. Sometimes <laughs> the entire state is on fire, but this time it's further north. So we are safe.
0: Well, Kim, uh, thank you for joining us. We, uh, as I said, we appreciate it. You know, I was doing some stalking on you and okay. you, did you grow up in California? Were you always been out there? Yes, I'm. Yes, born and raised
4: um in Redlands. So I never left home. I stayed in my town. I really love it here.
0: Which We're is unusual for a horse to person <laughs> to, to stay. Right. Yeah.
4: Right. Um yeah, I, I, I really like the town I live in and um, you know, my way into riding professionally wasn't exactly planned and intentional. It sort of happened and so I didn't really I think if I would have planned on doing it earlier. I probably would have left.
0: Well, you you started riding as Westerns and then jumpers, right?
4: Yes, correct. I rode Western and then I kind of dabbled with hunter jumpers and rode in Pony Club a little bit. And then I found my way to dressage.
0: All right. So a question you haven't answered in a long time, and we ask uh, a lot of the professional riders that come on, is tell us about your first pony or horse.
4: My first horse was a a quarter horse named Macho (laughs) and I was riding Western and the owner of the farm, who was also my instructor had this little 17 year old way back, pretty lame quarter horse that the owners had become pretty behind on their board. And so she said, Hey, you can have this horse if you pay his backboard. So I remember taking my dad out to look at this horse and he said, are you sure you don't want to shop around a little bit? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was, it was love at first sight. So um, that was my first horse, and I did a little bit of everything on him. He was great. He, you know, bucked me off enough to teach me how to ride a little bit, but was also very tolerant and, and sweet. So that was my first horse.
0: Well, Jamie does the Retired Racehorse radio show, which is, of course, mostly about thoroughbreds. And it was on a thoroughbred that you actually made this switch uh, from jumpers into dressage.
4: Yes, I had an off the track thoroughbred.
0: So why? And, what happened and there? Because that switch doesn't happen very often. It usually happens when people get to be sixty, and I know you're not sixty. So,
4: <laughs> well, I was my my first horse, Macho. He was quite small. He's about fourteen too, and I'm pretty tall, and so I very quickly um, outgrew him. And so, and then I also outgrew him, and that I needed just a horse that was a bit more capable and a bit younger, and so. How I ended up with a three-year-old off-the-track thoroughbred, I'm not sure. Looking back at it, um, that was—I think I was overhorsed a little bit there, but it worked out. Um, we found this this really cool um, thoroughbred, and I jumped him a little bit, and he had some issues from his racing career that um, he didn't always stay sound jumping, and so I started just working him on the flat. And focusing more on his dressage. And that's really where I became quite fascinated with the sport and really fell in love with the sport just because it helped him with his soundness. But I also saw the changes in his body development. And I just thought it was really cool and really good for the horse.
0: So you on your website, it talks a lot about your method of training and you bring up a lot of youngsters through through the system. Um, what would yeah. you say your method is? What mi- So if I was to come to you and say, hey, look, I'm looking at a whole bunch of different trainers. What makes you different?
4: You know, and I've, I've had a couple of people ask me before that are talking to me about sending a horse to me and they say to, to me, what? System? Do you follow the Dutch system, the German system, and I always say I ride the horse the way he needs to be ridden. I think they tell you everything that you need to know, and you definitely have ideas about what you want to do. But at the end of the day, each horse is so unique, and I really try to listen to the horse, and I let the horse tell me what he needs, and, and that's how I ride them.
0: So we talk. And about I all think the that when you, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry.
4: Oh, I think when you, when you ride that way, you end up getting everything that you want. But you, you know, I never have a plan when I ride down to the ring every day, I definitely have a wish list of things that I'd like to work on or that I would like from the horse. But I really just try to go down with no expectations and no real plan. And I see what the horse needs that day. Have you gotten? I love that. I yeah, I,
1: ahead, I think of that when I train horses too. It's like you have a plan. Don't fall in love with it because <laughs> yeah. things gonna change. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So most exactly. of these horses getting sent to you, I assume, are dressage horses. Do you get some in that you go? This this horse should be a jumper. You know, dressage is not this horse's thing.
4: For sure. I mean, some horses don't like to be in the sandbox, and they like to do something else. And. You, you have to um, respect that, that we, you know, they don't sign up for this, right? We ask them to do this, and some of them, their heart is someplace else, and sometimes that's tricky to figure it, that out, um, but definitely when you ride and you train a lot of horses there are some that for sure enjoy doing it more than others.
0: Do you get, is it hard to tell an owner that?
4: Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. And um, hey, your horse sucks at dressage.
0: You should take up trail riding. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that you have to tell owners sometimes too. Like for example, I had a horse that was sent to me that was challenging. I knew coming in that she had been through a few trainers and she was a difficult temperament and had decent talent for dressage. You know, wasn't going to be a world beater, but was going to be could be a nice dressage horse. And she and I had to tell the owner. You know, this is just the basic work here is just too difficult mentally for this horse. And so we're not even getting into the challenging things yet. This is the easy stuff. So this is this is not for her. And that horse now is jumping and doing quite well.
0: There you go. What is the hardest thing about being a horse trainer today? As a, you know, and, and you know, you've been up f- for a little while, so that's why I'm asking the question that way. Today, what is the hardest part about being a, a a horse trainer and a rider? I
4: think that it's it's a really wonderful way to spend your day, but it's also a really hard way to spend your, your day. You know, it's it's long, hard hours. Um, it's not always very lucrative. Um it can break your heart in a lot of different ways. Horses can break your heart. People can break your heart. The sport can break your heart. Um, So your love for it has to outweigh all of those challenging things. I recently saw something on Facebook the other day where um, a Facebook friend who's a professional asked a question and said to all of my other professional writers out there, would you do it again? And I was shocked that probably 80% of the people commenting said no, I wouldn't. Hmm. And I a hundred I a hundred percent would. And um but like I said, I know a lot of people who have tried to be a professional writer and it hasn't worked out for them and have had to make a different plan for their life. And so I think that yeah, it's great if you can make a living at it, but that's the tricky part, right, is that it's not always something that um, can be lucrative, lucrative enough to support yourself.
0: It's funny, Jamie, when she said that sentence there, it sounded just like a sentence I would hear from you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, you know, it just is the same. It breaks your heart some days. And, you know, she's, uh, we just talked about to somebody that's taking her, her baby that she's had for three and a half years and going to a new home. And I know Jamie will cry her eyeballs out when the baby leaves in the oh, truck. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's part of the business though. It's something you have to deal with when you're professional. Yeah. Doesn't make it easier. <laughs> do, do the
1: best, do the best job you can, you know, and uh, like, My thing is, and I'm sure you think this too, an educated horse has a better life than an uneducated horse. So if I can do my best to educate them, and they're they're going to have a better life. And yeah, you can't keep them all, right? I mean, we'd be hoarders. Like they'd be calling the sheriff on us if we kept them all,
4: (laughs) right? You you can't, and I certainly have too many because I have a hard time, um, you know, saying goodbye to them. And then I lease property where I can just collect them, and so that's. my problem. But I think too, when you're a professional rider and you're a sponsored rider and you have sponsors that own the horses that you ride, that's one. It's a wonderful, really cool, fun journey to go on with another person. But it's also sometimes very scary because someone else really has control of the horse. And so, you know, sometimes you deal with difficult temperaments in other people and that that makes for a very challenging aspect of the sport because really a lot of these horses, as far as they're concerned, they belong to you, not the owner. Mm. You know, these sponsored horses, you're the one that cares for them every day, that rides them every day. The owner comes and gives them a cookie or a carrot and that's kind of the extent of the relationship. So it's it's sometimes a really terrifying thing to be in. You so that's why I try to really work with really rational people that I trust because that that part of the industry is tough.
0: Yeah, sure. because I let, let we certainly know some people at the top of your world, the dressage world, who've had horses ripped out from underneath them, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah. very famous ones in in recent years. And it, God, it's so yeah. tough. And then the horses went on to really to do nothing. Um,
4: yeah. And that happens, all, that happens all the time. And I think that, you know, my coach Bert Rutten said to me one time in a conversation we were having one time when he was here Clinique, and he said, you know, there's so many good riders in the world and there are so many good horses in the world, but rarely do you get the right rider with the right horse. And when you do, it's just pure magic. And so it's those horses, too, that get taken from that rider, you know, that never find the success with another rider. It's just not that perfect match. And and I think sometimes, too, the other conversation, you know, as professionals have a lot of times, these horses that are metal horses at the top, they are ridden by the people who train them. Right. You know, they weren't sold later on in the career, their career, and that certainly works, too, but... I kind of feel like when you develop this horse, and I'm not saying this is true for every horse, but I think certain horses, they want to do it more for the person who trained them and that they have that relationship with than the person that comes in a little bit later on in their career.
1: Well, but there's where the good trainer comes in, in. In my opinion, the good trainer can, can train the horse, you know? So, so when I take a horse in training, each person gets at least two free lessons with training because I want them to, I want to be able to show them what I've done and yeah. hopefully set them up for the most success that they can possibly have. Right. So, right. so good. Yeah. a Good trainer, well, but also
4: yeah.
1: train them so the they can be ridden.
4: Yeah, you want to make them user friendly, but I'm talking about like these top, you know, the really talented yeah. horses. Oh, like a blueberry those, Yeah, yeah, those
0: no. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Those aren't horses that are user friendly. Those and, aren't horses that anyone, yeah, anyone that knows how to ride can
0: and ride. And they tend are, to be yeah. personality yeah. horses that are uh, really one person attached. They tend to have that personality where for they're sure. attached and they're not going to do crap for anybody else. Um, right. Yeah. And
4: they're usually challenging. A lot of times they're quite challenging as young horses. I mean, a lot of, I was riding one of my really talented, but super hot and opinionated young horses, um, with a coach a little while ago. And he said, you know, this is a horse that nobody wants to ride right now, but everyone is going to want to ride her later on.
0: Mm. Interesting. And I
4: think that's true. I mean, and that's, of course, not ironclad. That's not always the case. You have sometimes really good-minded young horses that end up being super FEI horses, too. But a lot of the times, what you need at that top level is some spice. And um, that's not always easy to ride at first.
0: Is Winslow yours?
4: Winslow, he is now mine. He used to be owned by a previous sponsor, but he is now mine. And he's
0: um And retired, is he that horse for sponsor. you? Is he what? Is he that horse for you? Yeah.
4: Oh, he was. He's that. I owe that horse so much. I mean, that horse really changed not just me as a rider, but me as a human being. He taught me so, so much. He was. um. Very tricky. Very, very tricky horse to figure out, and that was a tough nut to crack. He but, was,
0: what, three when um, you got he, him, Winslow?
4: He was three and a half, yeah. Okay. The previous owners imported him.
0: What model is he? What make?
4: He's a Dutch warm blood. Okay. Um, And he's by obelisk out of a Houston mare, and just really talented but that you know going back to what we were talking about earlier and figuring out you know what horses want to do that's a really really talented horse that didn't 100 percent love his job he he liked his job he didn't love his job he loved to do his freestyle if I could ride him at 10 o'clock at night under the lights with his music on he he loved to dance but in his regular cast he was like eh. I'm just going to do this much today. We don't need to do any more. And he was, he was almost kind of stallion-like in the way that you ride him, where the more you ask, the less he gives. And so he was a tricky horse to train, but he taught me a lot, and um, he certainly helped me ride a lot of horses that have come after him.
0: Well, I know one of the things you do with your horses is use Equiderma products on them. And I've seen you actually. Yeah. You're pretty big on Instagram. And I've seen you talking on Instagram about Equiderma. So why do you like Equiderma? What's the product that stands out the most? We
4: love them all. We use them all um, every day. And i I love that they're all natural. I love that they smell good. I love that they're easy to use. I think right now, probably our most used product um, during the summer month is the skin lotion. And we use that for pretty much everything. And, you know, in the past, some of the things that I've used for some of the summertime issues have come from the vet and I have to use gloves to apply. So I love the skin lotion that I don't have to use gloves. It's super easy. We use it on all kinds of things that happen, like I said, in the summertime, itchy bug bites, itchy skin, kind of the cannon crud that they get, fungus, scratches. It's just amazing. And it works on everything. And my groom also uses it kind of in a preventive way where when she knows it's getting really humid this week, she's going to put it on to try to prevent some things
0: from happening. You guys uh, use, and and that's the Equiderma Skin Lotion is what you're talking about there. And I know you guys use the shampoo and everything, too. And actually, when you use them in combination, it's even better.
4: Yeah, that's what we do. We use everything in combination. We use the shampoo, the zinc oxide paste, and also the wound ointment. And then, of course, the spray. Everybody is a huge fan of the spray. And even when I go to shows and places and we just use it, in the barn aisle, people come up and say, "Oh my god, that smells amazing! What is
0: that?" It does it's smell good. And really you use the, yeah. uh, Jamie used the zinc oxide for for sunburns, right? Isn't that what you're I do. Yeah, yeah. I right.
1: love the zinc oxide, and I love the lotion too. And like you were saying, you don't have to apply gloves. You don't have to put gloves on to apply it. And what's even great is that after you're done, all that residual, I like rub into my cuticles. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. use it all for myself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good and it and it all just you know, more important most importantly, it works really well.
0: Well Equiderma.com dot com is the website. We do have a coupon just for our listeners. It's HRN fifteen altogether, yes. HRN fifteen for Horse Radio Network fifteen, and that's a fifteen percent off coupon right now for uh for everything on the site. So you can use that code when you go shop at Equiderma.com. dot com. And where can people find you, Kim? <laughs>
4: My website is com, And then same for Instagram, the handle is sunsethillsdorsash.
0: Very good. Kim, thank you for joining us. Now go to work. You have to ride some horses today.
4: Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to meet you guys. All right. Take care, Kim. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: That was a fascinating conversation. I love talking to professionals and talking about things that they normally don't get questions about. <laughs> <That's> what,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it is interesting. I don't have the experience of like dealing with a horse, like one horse rider, like
0: the Grand Prix know, level, yeah, all the way through Grand Prix. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Allegro. And uh, who's the big black stallion. Oh my God. Who nobody could who ride mean. a man. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And and I think that's the difference, right? That is a big difference in, and it was interesting to see what she said about that Facebook post. That's what sort of kind of surprised me that, that many said they wouldn't do it again. I, I, I wonder know. if that's.
1: I signed up for it at forty, so gee, I, I wonder if that's
0: partly right now with COVID and everybody losing income. That you know, I wonder if that's right now. If they would ask that question last year, would they got would it have gotten the same response? I don't know. Uh, you know, twenty twenty certainly has changed outlook on a lot of things for a lot of people. So
1: yeah, it sure has.
0: Let's uh go next. we we have some question first world problems. Apparently, all of our auditors have problems right now. So we're gonna get to those in just a minute. And we will hang around and talk to the auditors for a little bit after the show. But right now we have Dr. Busby here with the Dog Health Minute. We'll be right
3: back. Hi, this is Dr. Julie Busby with your dog health minute. Today, we're going to cover seven tips for keeping a senior dog happy and safe in your home. Number one, teach your dog how to use a ramp before it's needed this can be a tough skill to teach an older dog. So just like you might teach a horse how to do cavallettes, it's a really good life skill for a dog to know how to use a ramp, particularly for getting in and out of a vehicle, but you can use it indoors as well for furniture. So when they're young and, and don't have mobility issues, make it fun, keep it positive, and teach your dog to be equipped to use a ramp. So when you need that skill, you'll have it later in life. Number two, Definitely when you're doing bath time with a senior dog, you need to use an anti-slip mat, something that will not only keep them safe and stable physically, but also just help them to be more confident. It's really hard on a dog's psyche to stand in a slippery place. It stresses them out, frankly. So make sure that during bath time, your dog feels safe and secure. Number three, elevate your senior dog's food and water bowls. And to be honest, there's really not a consensus on this among veterinarians, but I just feel like using a measure of common sense. Older dogs have arthritis often in many places in their body, and that includes in the spine. And so by allowing their food and water bowl to be elevated, it just reduces the strain, I think, on their bodies, on their necks uh, during mealtime. Number four, make your couch or your dog's favorite spot in a family room with his, with his people very accessible. I had a client once that literally took a hacksaw while his wife was deployed and hacksawed off all the legs to the furniture in the living room. So she came home and all the chairs and the sofa were flat on the floor. Now, the good news is while she was gone, the dog was safe and had a great time with dad. <laughs> but I think they did go buy new furniture. Um, and he got the award for being the most dedicated senior dog owner. So whether it be through uh, a futon-like piece of furniture that's very low to the ground or setting up pillows in a place where you and your dog can lounge together, definitely make a safe spot where your dog can comfortably be without having to get up and even more importantly down. That up-down process can, can just make them predisposed to injury. So you want to set up a space for them to be able to be with you, relax with you, but not have to go through the up-down process. Number five, I think this is actually really important. Keep a nightlight on for your senior dog. Senior dogs definitely tend to have more vision issues, just like senior people. And a nightlight can really help them feel more confident if they're moving around the home at night, which senior dogs often do. Number six, this is another one of my favorite tips. Add reflective tape to the stairs. And even better, if it's reflective or bright, plus has some sort of attraction benefit too. So as you know, senior dogs often struggle with stairs, but it's not just because of mobility issues. It's also because they think they have depth perception issues with the steps. So by putting the tape on the front of all the stairs, it can really help define that space and help a dog feel more confident and move more confidently and safely up and down stairs. And finally, my personal favorite, reduce the chance of your dog suffering a slip and fall injury by adding traction that travels to your dog's paws. So we do that in the form of non-slip nail grips called Toe Grips. So Toe Grips is the company that I own and love and uh, my baby, if you will. And you can learn more about our company and the Toe Grips that we produce. We've sold these to I think 54 countries worldwide, and I invite you to come learn more about how they work and read our testimonials at TowGrips dot com. And I'll see you next time for the Dog Health Minute.
0: Well, thank you to Doctor Busby for continuing to help us out with our puppies, and you can find her at drbusby.com, dot com. And you could save. 10- i got to- Huh. I've got to go get a nightlight for my
1: dog. I didn't I know. know. Poor Tank. He's almost <laughs> blind. He's going help him.
0: Well, uh, she also has for older dogs. She has a joint supplement for dogs that helps with mobility and, and with the joints. It's called Dr. Busby's Encore Mobility, and you can get 10% off of that right now using coupon code HRN. Just go to drbusby.com. I know a couple of you were asking about that coupon code. It's HRN at drbusby.com. All right, it is that time of the week. First
3: world First world First
1: world Let me start out by reminding you that if you have a horse and you have a problem. It is a first world equestrian problem. So there's that. I mean, you know, and when we were gone a whole week, Glenn, people had a lot of problems pile up. And so with the hundred plus comments that we got, I'm going to only be able to get to a handful of them. So don't be mad if I didn't get to you. Your problem is important to me. It's just Glenn's mean. Well, let me read What's them out for the next I hour. I don't
0: do birthdays. I don't get all of those. I don't let Gosh, you Gosh, you you're do the them. worst. I am the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs>
1: Um, let's start with Jill because she forgot to wear gloves yesterday when she rode and now she's got a blister on her finger. But somebody said not to ride with gloves to build calluses, but the gloves are so pretty. What should she do?
0: <laughs> wear Wear the gloves? Does
1: Jen ride with gloves?
0: No, because she already has the calluses, so she's fine.
1: Um, my problem is that I just I, I would love to ride with gloves because my you know, your hands get all the thousand degrees here. Oh, <laughs> uh, the problem with it is I just I take them on, I put them in my helmet, and then I take them off, or like then they, one falls out, and then I spent $25 on a pair of gloves that I wore three times thrice because I lost one of them. I mean, it's a problem. Um, Kara says, My husband and I are buying our first house. Yay! And now she has to get another horse. So she can keep her horse company at her house. (laughs) You can't
0: have just one.
1: No, but then the problem is that when you ride one away, the other one's going to be alone. So you have to get three. You need a minimum of three. (laughs) That is
0: true. That is true.
1: I think. Um, Bailey, but unless your husband rides and then you have gotten in a still leave one at home, so then you're going to need four. Oh my God. See, I'm solving problems. Uh, Bailey says (laughs) that. I am. I'm a giver. I did not even get to see my horses this weekend because I was too busy getting married.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's the ultimate first world problem right there.
1: Oh, gosh. You need to make choices, girl. Congratulations, by the
0: way. (laughs) oh Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: I think we had two get married. You might have to keep that in the ready. Um, Rhonda says that I am lucky enough to be able to bring my dogs to the barn and have a horse that hacks perfectly. But my stupid dog just lay in the barn waiting for me to return. What kind of dogs are those?
0: Lazy ones. Lazy, dark.
1: Lazy ones. Lazy dogs. Lazy ones. Hillary says, I had to miss a riding lesson on Thursday because a job I applied for like wanted to do a real interview. And like ugh, stupid needing a job and money to do stuff with horses made me miss out on doing stuff with my horses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who, does it? Who wants to do an interview? Ugh.
1: That's like a real God, thing now? It's been now? a long like, time since uh, I
0: did an interview for a job. It's been a long time. Uh,
1: Yeah, my last one was, I don't think you. Uh, Kayla says, I sent my jump saddle away to be repaneled so it fits my horse again. So I've been riding my trainer's dressage saddle, but now I want a dressage saddle instead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be kind of tough to jump in, though.
1: There's there's definitely not as comfortable. Spicy antics of uh, horses that I ride, and people wonder why I ride in a dressage saddle that's like really nice on green babies because of that. (laughs) <laughs> because it's that comfortable and my leg sits in the right place. Um, Holly says, we are building a house and I have to settle for putting up an all weather round pin because a 90 by 60 arena I was attempting to factor into our home was just too much work for my husband. He's doing a lot of the work himself and the, he was getting really irritated with me for not caring about the house at all and only caring about my arena. Ugh.
0: Welcome to horse husbandhood.
1: Welcome to well, that is a common problem
0: right there. Common problem.
1: <laughs> When we we built the barn first in this place and then we had the house and Chad's like, you literally, I, I, the builder was like, what type of this do you want? I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Can I go back to the barn now? Because that's set up perfect. I don't care about the house. I get it. <laughs> um, Carrie says, I had a professional photographer take photos of my horse today, but now I have to wait to see them until she posts them and it's basically torture. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true. Have you ever Uh, had a professional photographer come out and take pictures of your horses?
1: Not at my house. actually I did. Baby Groot had them done for the makeover. But the worst is when you're at a horse trial and you like mm. know there's a photographer and you're waiting for them to upload the photos and they just never do. It sucks. Um Angie says, I am mucking stalls at a barn and trade to ride her horses, which is awesome. Except for I keep gonna switch from rubber boots to riding boots. So now I have to buy a new pair of boots so I can ride stalls and muck them out. <laughs> Ride horses. Like, oh, okay. We're
0: at the point with all this rain we've been getting that we're changing clothes three, four times a day because you just oh, get yeah. soaked.
1: <laughs> well, here it's just you get really sweaty. <laughs> um, Sharon says my horses are now roaming around on three acres and they can come and go into their stalls as they please.
0: And they are still coming in to poop in their stalls. <laughs> well, you know, that makes it easy to clean. They're all one I spot. would think
1: but. That- at least they're not pooping in the stalls they can just get it all out. Yeah. I don't know. I used to
0: it does make my it you know. And we've occasionally over the years had horses that are corner poopers. Oh, that is so nice. God, a corner pooper is so oh. nice.
1: So this little Andalusian Colt that I have, that's now an Andalusian little gelding, um, still thinks he's a stallion and poops on everybody else's poop pile. <laughs> so <laughs> you get the double poop how's he doing anyway, the <laughs> new one? Uh he's 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 destallioning.
0: Yeah, still. Painful, uh, huh?
1: He knows his. He knows it. He knew what he had. It and he hasn't it hasn't gone away yet. So they said thirty days for him to start shooting blanks, and six months for him to forget completely. So we're still working on that. we're getting there but he likes five and and a half more months to go (laughs) that's all uh celeste says some barn mates and i got to take our horses swimming at a local lake how fun but the 13 year old riding with us kept being a crybaby and was like a total buzzkill oh riding with 13 year olds olds usually the
0: ones that are having a good time and jumping off the horse and
1: apparently not this one Robin says our newly built barn was finished this weekend and now I have to travel out of town, which means I have to wait a whole nother week to move my horse step out of the garage and the horse trailer and into our new barn. <sighs> um, Brenda says I had to get off of my horse three times while trail riding today. And one of those was because I dropped my phone while I was taking pictures. I had that happen and it came out. Of my hand, I now have one of those little circle things stuck on the back so I put my finger through mm-hmm. it because I, when you go, I, I just I can't be trusted. But I remember I was riding jet and it was like slow motion. It was like, no, it like fell out of my hands. And I like bend over the side of him and just to watch his back hoof just. Uh, <laughs> and they always oh, hit yeah. it.
0: Just like if you fall off, they hit your head. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am always very careful when I'm driving, even riding my bike is when I think about it. When I get my phone out riding my bike at 20 miles an hour, I'm going, you know, if I drop this phone, it's doomed.
1: Yeah, you got to get the little circle thing on the back that helps you hold it. Haley says, I finally got my second horse. But now I'm like super poor and really burnt out. (laughs) (laughs) Bridget said, all the kids have gone to school. Yay. And all the older ladies are going south and now I have nobody to ride with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> michaela okay here we go right have the sounder ready oh. michaela says my wedding is finally over so i get my life back but now my filly is going to school for two months congratulations michaela
0: all the weddings we had in our family have postponed till next year now
1: I I was just really excited that I got to reply. No,
2: (laughs) it's the whole COVID thing. Sorry.
1: (laughs) There is Uh, an excuse for
0: anything you want to get out of right now.
1: It's true. It's true. Um, So I'm going to try to get just a couple more here. And um, I'm going to go with, let's start Stephanie here. Stephanie says the elastic bands on my half chat finally broke. So I might actually have to wear the $400 tall boots that I have that have been sitting in a bag for two years. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Karen says my
0: laziness right there.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. break him in, heifer. Uh, Karen says my apple trees are dropping hundreds or thousands of pounds of fruit that I have to throw away instead of bringing buckets of them to endurance rides. Such a waste. We're talking like 20 to 35-gallon buckets of apples a week. I hate to see it go to waste, but the entire neighborhood is exactly the same, and this is when the bears come down this time.
0: I will send Scooter over. He'll have those cleaned up in a day. You'll be
1: good. A day. Day. And then yeah. you'll have a little
0: colicky pony. Come pick him up with a forklift uh the next day.
1: Yeah. Um, Kaylee, I, I'm gonna finish with Kaylee because I feel the most like close to this one. This was a big problem in where we put the house on our property, and I'll go with her. Kaylee says, We are almost done building our house. And right now we live in our camping trailer and it's parked 20 feet away from my horses. And I realized today after walking back to the new house, that once we move in, I'm going to have to walk 200 yards to see my horses and now I can't see them directly out my door anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I told Chad because I wanted my house right next to the barn and the builder was like oh this is a much better place it's so pretty and yeah sure it's pretty but it's like really far it's probably like 300 yards away from the barn and it rains here and it gets really hot and buggy and I'm like here's the deal you can put the house there but you are buying me a fully enclosed golf cart to shuttle me back and forth It's <laughs> the cheaper than building rain. a
0: walkway a closed walkway the whole way to the barn
1: I don't have that golf cart yet oh. and I'm starting a little pissed well it rained this morning and I drove my I had to drive my beetle down there and I was like <laughs> I guess this is kind of like a tiny cute little enclosed vehicle it but it's not a golf
0: enough. cart yeah but then you have to get the mud in the car and everything where it's a golf cart you don't care so I, True, I, I'm with I you on this one for once okay, I'm going against you. chat.
1: Oh, Chad, uh, uh, Glenn voted for me. First time. Write <laughs> it down. Sorry.
0: Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Ten well, years. You are good friends with girl. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, so I have to vote for you now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I am. So you're going to have to start listening to me now. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen and I are friends.
0: Well, we're very sorry for all those first world problems that you all seem to have. Um, we hope really that sad. you make it and through th- another week. because it's tough.
1: If you have a first world problem, and you want to share the first world problem. Uh, I put up a post on the auditor's Facebook page on Sunday nights and Glenn usually passively aggressively reminds me to put the post up. But if you want to do direct that this and,
0: week, I think, uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I, that was pretty, that was more on the aggressive side than <laughs> passive. Uh, but let's go with uh, Tell them how they can do that.
0: Uh, you can do that by becoming an auditor for as little as $3 a month. You, too, can join the fun in the auditor room. There's 500 people in there now. And uh, you can do that just by going to horseradionetwork.com or horsesinthemorning.com and scrolling down the right-hand side of the webpage, And you'll see where it says auditors. Click on that. And you two can join. It is the auditor day. It's a day where uh, the donations are taken out of the auditor's accounts today. So uh, Jamie will be getting a little bit of that in a week or two to come. Uh, we We take half that money and split it amongst all of the Horse Radio Network show hosts. So they get a little bit of that and they get a little bit of a raise every month. And we are up from last month again. So that's, I think, the fifth month in a row so thank you to all of you we really appreciate it hey i wanted to mention one thing you know daredevil Devin horn who's one of our uh a regular guests here on the show and who's done Mongol derby many times and does all these crazy things well she i don't know if you saw did she did you see that she entered the world's toughest race the eco challenge next year in patagonia no, my God! So you go as a team. It's a 500 kilometer race that includes mountain climbing, whitewater kayaking, glacier trekking, running, cycling, and endurance riding. So it's not just horses; it's all of those things. They did it in Fiji last year, and they're doing it in Patagonia this year. And you go as a team. Well, her dad is w- one of the members on her team because he's a hundred mile ultra runner. Oh, he's got it. He's older than me, so he's. I think he's like 65. And he's a an hundred mile ultra runner, does mountains and stuff, you know, crazy stuff. So, uh, it's her and Heather Russell's been on our show before. She's done a Mongol Derby. She's been on the show before. And there's a couple other Mongol Derby veterans that are gone with her. This is a crazy thing. This is total all out fight to the end. You, you have to navigate they don't give you a track they tell you where point a and point b is and they kind of give you a guideline of where not to die and then you have to get there so you have to know how to navigate you have to know how to use a compass uh, an actual map uh paper map and uh so this is this is the real deal here and they they're hoping i she'll get in i mean th- this They know her. So, I mean, she's going to get in. And this group has all done the Mongol Derby before. So I think this is one we're going to have to actively follow next year on the show. Uh, It's total craziness. This makes the Mongol Derby look mild. I would do something like that in Fiji. (laughs) How would you feel about, uh, uh, well, kayaking, you'd be kind of trouble in kayaking. You don't like whitewater rafting. So that'd be a problem. How about mountain climbing? How are you at mountain climbing?
1: Is there a gondola? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no it's no, gondola you're kind okay. of going straight up the side i was
1: thinking that maybe i would just say i was going to do it while i was in fiji and then just not do it and, and just, just not, be not show in up
0: fiji. <laughs> probably we're both.
1: missing jamie jennings <laughs> oh i don't know Patagonia
0: oh, looks beautiful too it really uh, does yeah. in the summer oh.
1: it looks harder than fiji though to do anything
0: in. oh yeah there's some serious mountains serious mountains serious ice serious snow yeah, it's gonna be interesting to follow that one. Uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. I'll have to take a look at when that is next year we'll we'll follow cool. along with that group. Well, thank you. Auditors hold on. We'll chat for a little bit after. I've got the show. a question
1: for the auditors, okay. and you can answer it too.
0: It's a it's a life choice question. All right, good. And some exciting news on the show today. You got the Queen, you have you found a home with one of our terrific auditors for Baby Zara. All kinds of good stuff on the show. It's today. A good it was a good it was a good week. And Kim was on. Thank you to Kim and thank you to Equiderma for making that happen happen and also for our title sponsor, Kevin Equine. All right everybody, uh, we will have a full load of shows for you this week. So look for All right. Spade neuter Geld.